improvise. Create and perform spontaneously or without preparation. Produce or make from whatever is available. Hi, folks. Welcome to another way. It's going to be an interesting day. <laughs> I'm your host, KJ Bell, and the word of the day is improvise. Because that's exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so it's, it's been a crazy couple of weeks on my end. And normally, you know, like, I know what I want to do, and I have an outline, and I, and I do, like, go off the rails and make things up, like, clearly, if you've ever listened. But I, I'm never not prepared. <laughs> and I have several things, several topics that I want to do episodes on, but they're not quite ready. Like, I have to do some more work on them. But here we are. It's Tuesday, and I've committed myself. And I was driving home from a rehearsal late last night thinking about, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then the word improvise came to mind. And I thought, why not? Because improvisation is a very good thing to have as an artist and as a human being. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, I think. I don't know. We're just I this might just be me rambling for a half hour. <laughs> it won't be. There'll be something in here, I'm sure, something good. <sighs> but first I I I have to get something off of my chest. I have to um admit something very serious. And um yeah, I just cuz I want to be open with everybody, you know. I want to be uh, I want to be honest. I I think I'm addicted to in- Instagram. Yeah, a little bit. And I know that's such a stupid joke I just did, but really, like, I resisted getting one forever, and I finally got one. And I I think I'm I think I'm addicted to the instant gram. It's just there's something so nice because like with Twitter and with Facebook, you have to read things. And with Instagram, you can just scroll through and just look at things. And it's it's a lot less brain power. But also, I've always like been into photography. I've always enjoyed uh, taking photos of things. There was a time when I was younger that I, I wanted to be a nature photographer. And um, the thing I like about Instagram is it... I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to take an, a new photo every day and make it kind of arty or whatever. Like, I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to do with it, but I enjoy it. And I enjoy because it's, it's allowing me another creative outlet. That's just fun because I've gotten to that place where, um, you know, the writing and, and music making has kind of become a job which is a hard place to be in. And so this gives me a chance to just kind of play and improvise. Oh, look at that. Huh. Huh. Brought it around. Look at me go. Um, but once the improvised thing came to me in the car last night, I started kind of thinking about what, what I could talk about. And I did my second creativity workshop this last week 
weekend. It's my first under the uh, another way brand heading, whatever you want to call it. And uh, for those things, and for every, all of my teaching type things that I do, I usually go in with some sort of out, an outline. And um, sometimes you go exactly, it goes exactly the way that the outline goes. And sometimes you walk in and uh, you... <laughs> It becomes clear within the first two minutes that you that the outline is not going to work. And then there's every single shade of gray in between. But one of the things I enjoyed about this workshop was I, I do little writing activities during the workshop. You know, go for three minutes on, you know, blank. And one of the things that I did with, with the people that I had was... Go for three minutes and tell me what you've forgotten. Because I mentioned in an earlier episode, there's a quote I like by somebody, I can't remember who said it, and I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's along the lines of, we are born exactly who we are, and growing up is the process of remembering that person. And my whole thing with that is, you know, you look at kids and they, they don't, they don't know what they don't know, but that they don't let that stop them you know, up until a certain age when society, societal pressures take over and blah, 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 different podcast, different episode. Um, but I said, go for three minutes and tell me what you have forgotten. And I do all of the, the things myself because it, it's often very enlightening. And uh, mine was during that that three minutes I realized that I've forgotten what it is like to play, which is not uncommon. And I think that improvisation comes into that because I think that improvisation is playing in a lot of ways. Really, I think they're synonyms. I don't, I don't think there's really any difference between the two. I mean, sometimes you have to improvise something that is not very pleasant, but for the most part, I think they are synonymous. And uh, I think one of the reasons that we tend to lose that desire to play, that... Um, I think we stop allowing ourselves to play because we grow up and we think that adults don't do that. I just think about my own childhood and um, I don't remember my parents playing. Like I don't remember them doing things that I, that I as a kid considered playing, you know? And like, I guess they did. My dad would, would, do projects in, in his shop with like cars and things. And my mom would sew, I suppose that's, that's a form of playing, but I think because I was always out in the backyard and always making up games, I didn't see it as that at the time, but I was, you know, I was just writing during that little, what have you forgotten session? And I thought I've forgotten what it's like to play. I've forgotten what it's like to just dig in the dirt and have nothing 
nothing other than that to stimulate me. I've forgotten what it's like to rel- to be completely independent on anybody else for my for anything. And just go with my own imagination. And yes, I know, like when I was a kid, like my parents fed me and clothed me and sheltered me and blah 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 blah. But I didn't need them to keep me entertained. I didn't need Netflix to keep me entertained. I didn't need a cell phone with games on it to keep me entertained. I didn't need Instagram (laughs) to keep me entertained. And I've forgotten what it's like to not have those things and to just do it myself. Which is not entirely true. Like a lot of these stream of consciousness sort of writings, there's, there's, if you go deeper, you can find some holes in in the, the logic that you write there. Because... I mean, that's what I do with the writing is I make stuff up. But again, there's a there's an element of it becoming work now that takes away some of that play. There's a funny thing that happens when you go through a degree as a music major. When you have to practice and you get bogged down in a constant you know, constant rehearsals and there's always something you've got, I've got to do this and I've got this assignment and I've got this homework and I have to practice and I I have rehearsal and then I've got this rehearsal and blah, 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 blah. You're just running, 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 running. You forget that you call what you do playing. Playing your instrument is no longer play. It's work. So the word play becomes associated with work. And I imagine it's the same way in a, with a lot of things, especially art. I feel like if, if you're doing any form of art, and it be, when the second that you begin to view it as work, there's a dramatic shift that happens. A subtle shift, but a dramatic one nonetheless. I'm telling you people, semantics are an incredibly powerful thing. There's a teacher I work with who I was talking to her one day and she said something about I that she realized once that she never talks about work. She always says I'm going to school. When I get to school, I have to do this instead of when I get to work, I have to do this. And I think that is such a phenomenal thing and I try to distance my work from the word work. Yeah. So semantics are important. Work and play and all that stuff. I think we're going to take a break and come back and talk about improv a little bit more. Yeah. So again, a break just means I lean out of the microphone and back in, because now we're going to talk about the podcast being sponsored by Great Grand Projects, a creative collective of artists on the web at greatgrandprojects.com. And uh, the podcast is also sponsored by Horizon Creative Studio, which is my website where I you can find out how to take uh, how to get lessons and in music and creativity, I suppose, uh, and workshops, and you can listen to episodes of the podcast and hopefully soon 
Well, I'm not going to tell you that until it happens. So uh, check that out. HorizonCreativeStudio.com Studio, just one, not studios. And lean it out. And lean back in. Okay, we're back. <laughs> I probably shouldn't, you know, peel back the curtain, but who cares? I don't care. It's improv. We're improvising. Yay. So, I have talked countless times about the idea of practicing your art and doing things like the morning pages. I don't know if I've ever talked about the fact that I also, like, because I write, I compose music too. So in addition to the morning pages, I try to write like four measures every morning before I do anything else. That doesn't always happen, but I consider the pages to be more important than that. That's probably the wrong way to phrase it. Um, but I do the pages first, and then I do some writing of music. So you, there, there are countless ways that you can do morning pages if writing is not your thing. I highly suggest doing it. But you know, if you're if you're a, a visual artist, you could, you know, draw a sticky note a day, draw a little portrait on a sticky note every day, every morning, or something. I don't know, whatever. So I've talked about that, and here's where we're going to get into a paradox because that is very much a routine. And I believe very strongly in the importance of routine. I always say that consistency is super important. Five minutes working on something every single day is way better for you and better for the practice of that thing than an hour once a week. So much better. But this is an episode about improvising. So I think that as artists, I don't know why I'm saying it that way today, but I am. Um, as artists and as people, we have to strike a balance between routine and breaking out of the routine. We have to strike a balance between improvising and routine. Because I think that there is something incredibly um, beneficial to sitting at the same desk every single day and writing every single day. But that also gets kind of old. It's just like, you know, you do the same thing every day. You go to work every day. You wake up every day. You come home. That's the wrong order of things, I, I, I assume. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you go to work and you sleep and then you wake up and go home. But, you know, you wake up in the morning. You go to work. You come home. You do whatever you do, and then you go to sleep, and then you do it all over again. That gets old eventually, and that's why we take vacations. And then you go on a vacation, and hopefully the idea of the vacation is for it to be stimulating and to be different and to break you out of the ruts that you, are, that you get into during your daily life. We have to do that same sort of thing in our art. We have to take vacations. And I'm not talking like... We have to go to, you know, a beach somewhere. Although that is nice. I'm talking like go down to the coffee shop and write for an afternoon instead of doing it at your desk. Or, or you know, take yourself to lunch. Go to lunch. Take your notebook. Go to lunch. Or um, walking. I like walking. Just get out and just walk around. That is incredibly stimulating. 
you know, one thing I, I haven't talked about ever is um, Julia Cameron's idea of artist dates. At least I don't think I have. So in her in her book, The Artist's Way, which is where I stole the idea of morning pages, she talks about the morning pages being a, a super basic tool. But then this thing called artist dates are, are a super important tool, too. And what this is, is once a week, you go out and you do something. And I know that is super vague, but that's the entire point. The entire point of doing an artist date is to sort of, um, her, her thing is you fill the well back up. By practicing your art or whatever you do, you are uh, emptying a well of sorts, a creative well. And when you go out on the artist dates, that helps to fill the well back up. It's the same idea of you, you can't, you hear a lot of um, like recording artists talk about how they can't write a new album until they finish with the tour because all of the songs would just be about being on a bus or a plane. You know what I'm saying? Because they're in that one mode for so long that they have nothing to draw from. And I'm not saying everybody's like that, but it's it's. It, I think it's just human nature. You need. I think we need differences because we are a creative species. So that's where the improvising comes in, and that's what I like about artist dates is is you just pick something. I do when I do mine. Oftentimes, I, I'll just go downtown where I live and I'll walk around, and I'll let myself go into stores that I've never been in that I've walked by a thousand times, but I've never gone into. Um, there's a, there's a store downtown that that's uh, I think it's called dreams of Tibet or something like that, where it's, it's all of these things from Tibet and I'd never gone in. And so a, a few, a couple months ago I went in and I was like, okay, well, let's just see what's going on. And it was just interesting to see all of the different things. You know, I've gone to art galleries before, which is very nice. Um, I mean, it can be as simple as taking yourself out to a movie. The thing I like about the artist dates, though, is that it's very important to not do the same thing all the time because then you're just, you're going to need a vacation from your vacation. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like how I say that, like we're talking face to face and and you're nodding at me, but that's what I'm going to assume. So where was I going with this? Improvising artist dates. That's where you can really play, I think. Like, I've gone bowling for mine. Just because it's something different and something that I haven't done in a while. And when I first started doing the artist date thing, it was a it was a way to get in touch with things that I enjoyed and then forgot about. Like, I forgot how much fun it is to just go and you know, look through a thrift store and, you know, I not necessarily buy anything. One time I took myself and I got, um, I got a packet of graph paper and a bunch of Sharpies. Cause I remember this thing I used to do when I was in my, I think I was in middle school when I started doing this is I would just make designs on the graph paper with the Sharpies and color them in. And it's, it's incredibly soothing. So, you know, I've taken myself to the coffee shop and done that, you know, and whatever. And it doesn't have to, co- it don't have to cost no coins. You don't have to pay for an artist date. Just find something, something to play. 
But I think the most important thing and the most important uh, theme we should attach to this episode is that it's very important not to lose a sense of improvisation in our in our daily lives as well as our artistic lives. And I say this as a person who has major control issues. Like, I want everything to be right here and I want to plan and I want it to work perfectly. But that that's not that's not how it works. You can't plan. I don't think you can plan art. And that's overly generalizing because you absolutely can. Like you can make a like I've written outlines for pieces that have been beautiful and that's just how it's happened. But I haven't like okay. If you sit down and say I am going to write a novel right now and it's going to have this theme. I don't think it's going to work. I may have talked about this before. I think I have talked about this before. I think I've given that exact example before. But we need that sense of play. And that's where I I think the idea of routine and the idea of deviation from said routine kind of meet. I would also encourage you just to find things that you can do that are fun and allow you to just kind of be creative, but not necessarily in the way that you always do. There's a concept called, um, oh, I don't remember what it's called. I think it's EDM. It's some therapy thing. Hang on. Googling. Googling. Not electronic dance music. Okay. Um. Hang on. Pausing. Okay, well, I can't find it. <laughs> I, th- I thought it might be EDMR, but that doesn't look like what I'm talking about. It might be. I don't know. But it's it's this idea that I heard about. I think it was from RuPaul. And it's the idea of doing something that uh, doesn't require your full attention. Um, that, uh, I'm explaining this so badly the okay something like knitting or crocheting or needlepoint or something like that where you you can do it but your brain can sort of go on autopilot but your hands are still doing something there's some research that's been into that that it it helps um it helps your brain sort of turn off in certain ways but turn on in other ways that that are it helps stimulate you artistically is the entire point of this. So the idea being that you're sitting there knitting or doing whatever or just, you know, doodling. Doodling is, is I would be, we almost made it. We almost made it through an entire episode without me tripping over my own freaking tongue. Um, but the point is, is that you can be doing this thing. And meanwhile, sort of under the surface of your, your brain the wheels are kind of turning and that's where you some of your best artistic ideas can come from. That's when you have those moments where the character will just walk into your head and the entire novel will unfold or where you'll have a flash for the painting or, you know, the melody will drift through or whatever. So you can find something like that. I enjoy doing those things because again it allows me to play and it allows me to um, look at things differently 
and, 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 and. Those things, you can learn so much about your own art from a completely different art form. I can't tell you the growth I experienced in my string playing once I seriously started um, studying vocal technique because there's so much that you can learn. Some of the best things I've learned about, about breathing for, for singing have been from a trumpet player. It's just, it amazes me what you can learn from a diff- completely different perspective. What can you as a visual artist learn from hearing a Beethoven symphony? What can you as an accountant learn from watching a, an artist paint? You know, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And I think we tend to, just like we tend to lose the idea of playing and the idea of improvising, we tend to kind of stick ourselves into this mode of, well, he he does that and I do this and that I can't possibly learn anything from him because it's so completely different. But you can. You can learn things from doing, from, you know, just doodling about writing it's it's yeah you can learn from whatever you can learn even if it's not what not to do that's often those are often better lessons than anything is what not to do i think they there's probably something about them sticking with you better because it's a negative sort of tendency and that's just a natural thing as we tend to remember the negative more than the positive but i'm just spitballing there so maybe a maybe a better episode title for this one would be play, but I've already recorded the thing with improvise at the beginning, so I'm not going to change it now. <laughs> and like I said, I think they're synonymous. So get out there and play. Think. Here's I'm giving you homework. I want you to to just think about the things that you loved doing when you were a kid. Like, what did you love playing with? Is it Legos? I loved Legos. Maybe I'll have to, maybe I can find some of my old Legos. Anyway, find something that you loved to do as a kid. No matter how silly you might think it is as an adult, no matter how much your inner critic goes, oh, that's so stupid, don't do that. Find it and do it. Yeah. And follow me on Twitter and let me know how it goes. (laughs) at that kj bell you can follow me on the instantgram too and look at my uh photo a day project maybe if you're into that i'm in, i'm enjoying it so i'm going to do it whether you look at it or not so you can find me i'm at that kj bell on on twitter and instagram and uh, i think tumblr too although i'm still trying to figure out tumblr Maybe I will someday. Maybe that'll be my improvisation for the next week or so, is to just play with it. <sighs> that is how I've learned how to work several computer programs, is just improvising and just making crap up as I go. So it comes in handy in more than just art. Anyway, get out there. Find something to improvise. Join an improv group. You never know. You never know. Um, but go play. It is okay to be an artist. It is okay to create. It is okay to be exactly as you are right now. It is okay. I am okay. And you are okay.
See you next Tuesday.